Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is June the 5th, and we are still in the book of Isaiah. Today we'll be reading chapters 18 through 21, reading, of course, from the New International Version. I encourage you to follow along if you can. Otherwise, just let me read this over you. So here we go. Isaiah chapter 18. Woe to the land of whirring wings along the rivers of Cush, which sends envoys by sea in papyrus boats over the water, ghost-swift messengers to all people tall and smooth-skinned, to a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech, whose land is divided by rivers. All you people of the world, you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it, and when a trumpet sounds, you will hear it. This is what the Lord says to me. I will remain quiet and will look on from my dwelling place, like shimmering heat in the sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is gone, and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoots with pruning knives, and cut down and take away the spreading branches. They will all be left to the mountain birds of prey, and to the wild animals. The birds will feed on them all summer, the wild animals all winter. At that time, gifts will be brought to the Lord Almighty, from a people tall and smooth skin, from a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech, whose land is divided by rivers. The gifts will be brought to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. Isaiah chapter 19 A prophecy against Egypt. See, the Lord rides on a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him, and the hearts of the Egyptians melt with fear. I will stir up Egyptian against Egyptian. Brother will fight against brother, neighbor against neighbor, city against city, kingdom against kingdom. The Egyptians will lose heart, and I will bring their plans to nothing. They will consult the idols and the spirits of the dead, the mediums and the spiritists. I will hand the Egyptians over to the power of a cruel master, and a fierce king will rule over them, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. The waters of the river will dry up, and the riverbed will be parched and dry. The canals will stink The streams of Egypt will dwindle and dry up. The reeds and rushes will wither. Also the plants along the Nile, at the mouth of the river. Every sown field along the Nile will become parched, will blow away and be no more. The fishermen will groan and lament. All who cast hooks into the Nile, those who throw nets on the water, will pine away. Those who work with combed flax will despair. The weavers of fine linen will lose hope. The workers in cloth will be dejected, and all the wage earners will be sick at heart. The officials of Zone are nothing but fools. The wise counsels of Pharaoh give senseless advice. How can you say to Pharaoh, I am one of the wise men, a disciple of the ancient kings? Where are your wise men now? Let them show you and make known what the Lord Almighty has planned against Egypt. The officials of Zoan have become fools, and leaders of Memphis are deceived. 
The cornerstones of her peoples have led Egypt astray. The Lord has poured into them a spirit of dizziness. They make Egypt stagger in all that she does, as a drunkard staggers around in his vomit. There is nothing Egypt can do, head or tail, palm branch or reed. In that day, the Egyptians will become weaklings. They will shudder with fear at the uplifted hand that the Lord Almighty raises against them. In the land of Judah will bring terror to the Egyptians. Everyone to whom Judah is mentioned will be terrified because of what the Lord Almighty is planning against them. In that day, five cities in Egypt will speak the same language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord Almighty. One of them will be called the City of the Sun. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt and a monument to the Lord at its border. It will be a sign and witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, He will send them a Savior and Defender, and He will rescue them. So the Lord will make Himself known to the Egyptians, and in that day they will acknowledge the Lord. They will worship with sacrifices and grain offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and keep them. The Lord will strike Egypt with a plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. In that day, there will be a mighty highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will go to Egypt and the Egyptians to Assyria. The Egyptians and Assyrians will worship together. In that day, Israel will be the third along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. The Lord Almighty will bless them, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people. Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. Isaiah chapter 20 In the year that the supreme commander, sent by Sargon king of Assyria, came to Ashdod and attacked and captured it, at that time the Lord spoke through Israel son of Amoz. He said to him, Take off the sackcloth from your body and the sandals from your feet. And he did so, going around stripped and barefoot. Then the Lord said, Just as my servant Isaiah has gone stripped and barefoot for three years, as a sign and portent against Egypt and Cush, so the king of Assyria will lead away stripped and barefoot the Egyptian captives and Cushite exile, young and old, with buttocks bared, to Egypt's shame. Those who trusted in Cush and boasted in Egypt will be dismayed and put to shame. In that day, The people who live on the coast will say, See what has happened to those we relied on, those we fled to for help and deliverance from the king of Assyria? How then can we escape? Isaiah chapter 21 A prophecy against the desert by the sea. Like whirlwinds sweeping through the southland, an invader comes from the desert from a land of terror. A dire vision has been shown to me. The traitor betrays, the looter takes loot, Elam, attack, media, lay siege. I will bring to an end all the groaning she caused. At this, my body is racked with pain. Pangs seize me like those of a woman in labor. I am staggered by what I hear. I am bewildered by what I see. My heart falters. Fear makes me tremble. The twilight I longed for has become a horror to me. They set the tables, they spread the rugs, they eat, they drink, 
Get up, you officers. Oil the shields. This is what the Lord says to me. Go post a lookout and have him report what he sees. When he sees chariots with teams of horses, riders on donkeys, or riders on camels, let him be alert, fully alert. And the lookout shouted, Day after day, my Lord, I stand on the watchtower. Every night I stay at my post. Look, here comes a man in a chariot with a team of horses, and he gives back the answer. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. All the images of its gods lie shattered on the ground. My people who are crushed on the threshing floor, I tell you what I have heard from the Lord Almighty, from the God of Israel. A prophecy against Duma. Someone calls to me from Seir. Watchman, what is left of the night? Watchman, what is left of the night? The watchman replies, Morning is coming, but also the night. If you would ask, then ask, and come back yet again. A prophecy against Arabia. You caravans of Dedanites, who camp in the thickets of Arabia, bring water for the thirsty. You who live in Tema, bring food for the fugitives. They flee from the sword, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and from the heat of battle. This is what the Lord says to me. Within one year, as a servant bound by contracts would count it, all the splendor of Kedar will come to an end. The survivors of the archers, the warriors of Kedar, will be few. The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. So I'm sorry, I have to go back to this one part because it's kind of funny, but it also speaks to the point of what God is telling Isaiah to do. So let's go back to chapter 20, verse 4. It says, So the king of Assyria will lead away stripped and barefoot the Egyptian captives and Cush exiles, young and old, with buttocks bared to Egypt's shame. So this is just kind of a funny image because what it's saying isn't a message of nudity, but it's a message of disgrace. That's why it ends with to Egypt's shame, because God is trying to show them that, look, Egypt will be put to shame. The one that you're trying to take refuge in, the one you look to for protection and covering, that nation too will eventually end up in shame. You see, here's the thing. We can look everywhere we want for protection, in hope, in power. But then Isaiah begins to list off nations that will do nothing but be brought to their end and be put to shame. Why? Because nothing man made. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing. Nothing man made will last. It will all be destroyed and wiped away. The problem is, We put so much of our trust and hope in things that are man-made. That is never what God intended. He intended that we would be people who always look to Him. So Isaiah is proving what this is like by saying that all these other nations will fall. Babylon has fallen. Media lays siege. In a year, Kedar will come to an end. All these great powers of that day were coming to an end in Isaiah's prophecy because God's intent is that we would only look to one place for our source of strength, and that's Him, not putting our hope and our trust in other things or other people. 
but simply putting our trust in the Lord. Because that's what we were designed to do, is trust in the Lord, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one able to breathe life over all things. Our makeup is to trust in Him and to rely on Him, looking to Him for our source of all things. So my question for you, what do you put your trust in? What do you put your hope and your faith in? It's easy right now to say that you put it in the Lord, but I bet if you were to stop and think about it, you put a lot of trust in man-made things, whether that be your employment, your source of income, your political ideology, even your views on how church runs. All those things, if they're man-made, will fail and fall. The only true hope is to put your trust in Jesus, to put your full alliance on the Lord Almighty. When you do that, He will build something in you that lasts forever. And that is worth trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. But for now, that's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.